Hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm here to encourage you, hopefully motivate you, empower you, and give you some encouragement, give you some hope, maybe just that little nugget that you need that helps you to get up off of the mat or takes your life in a whole new direction. Maybe it's just making it through a day with a smile on your face. Wherever you are in your life's journey, I just hope you don't stay where you are. Don't be stuck. Don't give up. Don't feel as if it's too late. Today's message, you've probably heard me say this many, many times. It's called fight as if your life depends on it. But you know what? I started to think when I was preparing for this episode that I really should have called it fight as if somebody else's life depends on it. And that's because so many of us have a hard time fighting for ourselves in whatever it is. Even if it's just asking for a raise that you think you deserve. Making sure somebody treats you right. Not allowing somebody to say things to you that are degrading. I mean, literally, sometimes it's that simple. Those are the kind of things that we don't fight for our own selves and our own lives. However, if those same situations were somebody else, you're probably more inclined to fight for that other person. So if you're having a hard time with this message in fighting for your own life, then I want you to think about fighting for somebody else. Now, I'm not talking about trying to control somebody else's life or try to make somebody do something or save them from themselves. We know that doesn't work. That's not what I'm talking about. And I really believe that eventually you need to fight for yourself. But when I was down on that mat, I'm riding that roller coaster from hell for all of those years because of my daughter Jamie's addiction. And I was so depressed and down and hopeless and helpless. And I felt like a victim and, and all of that. I mean, I was just at, at a low point that I didn't even think I could be at. I was never a depressed person. I mean, I was never depressed for more than maybe an hour or so. And so it was a whole new thing for me. And it went on for days and then weeks and then months and then years and then more than a decade. And I, after a long while of that, I didn't know how to get out of it. I knew that I knew how to be a positive person because I had already worked on becoming a positive person before. That was before all hell broke loose. So I knew that somewhere it was in me, but I was just so low and so down that the thought of fighting for myself didn't really resonate with me. I mean, it did on one level, but I was really having a difficult time with it because I felt like a failure. Because my daughter was so lost in her addiction and she was such an incredible person, I just figured it had to be something I did. It had to be about me. I couldn't come up with any kind of a solution. And so I just felt like the worst mother in the world. I felt like the worst wife in the world, the worst friend, you name it. I just felt like a loser. I mean, I really did. And so because of that, I, I was really having a hard time figuring out 
how I could have enough confidence in myself, belief in myself, even love for myself to stand up and fight for me. And so initially, I stood up for my son, Sean. And I guess it's because it really hit me one day. One day, as I was feeling very sorry for myself about my daughter, Jamie, I started to think about Sean. And I started to think about how all of this was likely affecting him, even though he wasn't really truly communicating it. He had sort of built a wall and was ignoring it and pretending Jamie didn't exist. That was his way of dealing with it. I started to think about him and, and I had thought about him many times, obviously. He's my son. But it really came after that fateful day. And I say fateful in the good way because it really was a turning point in my life. And and sometimes, by the way, my friends, sometimes our lowest points are our turning points. They're not always bad. They're Sometimes they're the best thing that can happen to us. And it was that day a few years ago that I was standing in my kitchen and I blurted this out to my husband. And it was something that I had thought, I don't know how many times, 100 times, 500 times, I had thought it so many times, but I was never courageous enough to say it out loud. I guess it was courageous or foolish, or I don't know, you can call it what you want because I really didn't want Rich to feel bad. But that day, it literally just popped out of my mouth. I said to him, I don't want to be here anymore. And I followed it up with, it's too hard. Now, you talk about someone who is at a low point, being a victim, giving up. That was me. Those were my words. I'll never forget the look on his face. And he didn't even really say anything. I don't think he knew what to say. Here was the person he loves most in this world telling him that she didn't want to be here anymore. And he knew there was nothing he could do to make it all better for me. He would love to. But the reason I was so down was mainly because of my daughter's addiction. And he knew there was absolutely nothing he could do about it. And then I, I know that just made him angry with her. Because if she would just stop, then I wouldn't have to feel this way. And so there we were at this low point. And like I said, the good news about that low point is that it lit a fire under me. It was when I really started thinking, I'm standing here at a crossroads, Valerie. You need to figure it out, girl. You've got to keep going down that same road you're going down. And we know where that's headed. It's more of the same. Only we know it's just going to get darker and lower and sadder and more depressing. Or you can head down a new road, which is really the unknown. And it's scary. And I don't know what to do and how to get there. And I don't know how I'm going to get better. But I've got to figure something out. But as I mentioned, I really had a hard time doing it for myself because my confidence was so low. For those people who knew me back then, they probably didn't know how low I was because I did a good job of hiding it because I don't like people to feel sorry for me. I didn't want to be a victim, but trust me, inside I was a huge victim. But on the outside, I was pretending I wasn't. I was smiling on the outside, but I was dying on the inside. And my confidence was really in the toilet. And so I just took a tiny bit of hope and that shred of self-confidence that I had left and made a decision to stand up and fight. And I decided to stand up and fight initially for Sean. Because when those words came out of my mouth, I, I sort of ran this movie where I was thinking about Sean 
describing me to somebody who'd never met me one day. And then going on to say to this person, I wish you would have known my mom when, fill in the blanks, you know, when she was funny, when she was happy, when she was hopeful, when she was positive, when she loved her life. I wish you would have known her then. I didn't want him to have to remember me that way. Not just because I didn't want to be remembered that way. Of course I didn't. But more so because I didn't want him to have to go through what it would take for him to get to a place like that where he was forced to describe me in that way. I realized that we are all responsible for leaving a legacy. It's not just that we are leaving a legacy because you are, my friend. Whether or not you realize it, are thinking about it, focused on it, you are leaving your legacy now because the imprint of you is being left with, being imprinted inside other people. And so we've got to start being responsible for what we're leaving. Because even though I was a good actress, my son Sean knew. I mean, he knows knows me. And it's so funny because... I say I'm an actress, but at the same time, I am such a transparent person. What you see is what you get. So for those who knew me, maybe I wasn't even that good of an actress. I would say on the actress front, I'd say what I was trying to do is just stay positive so they didn't have to feel sad with me. But eventually, I was going to, this actress was going to have her last curtain call. I mean, I could only do that for so long. I had done it far too long. And so I really decided that I had a responsibility to leave a lasting legacy and and also what an incredible lesson I could teach Sean. Listen, I know he was losing his sister and that was hard and that's a whole nother dynamic that I don't understand, but there can't be anything much harder than losing a child. So if I could do it, if I could stand up, and this, by the way, was before Jamie was murdered. This was when she was in her addiction. But I still considered her being lost. And if, but if I could stand up while I was losing my daughter and with all the chaos and unknowns and uncertainty and fear and scary Lord knows what around the next corner, if I could pull the emergency brake and get off of that roller coaster from hell, then I was proving to Sean, not telling him because we do a lot of telling, don't we? I was proving to him that it was possible to stand up in your darkest days. And so no matter where you are in life, whether you're really down like that or you're just not at a high enough level, I mean, you really haven't just gone out and taken life by, by, you know, by the bootstraps. You haven't just really gone out there and made something happen in your life, wherever you are. That's why you have to fight. Because other people are depending on it. Other people, even if they don't realize it, are looking to you. They're looking to you to fight, to show them what's possible. For those of you who are really down, and you know, I know that life can throw some pretty nasty stuff at us. And if that's you, you might think, you know, I'm pretty exhausted here, Valerie, and you're suggesting that I fight. I have been fighting. I'm fighting so hard I can hardly take a breath. I'm I'm literally exhausted. I was too. So it's not as if I went and found out some, found some fountain of of energy, some reservoir that I could go tap into. I mean, I, I, my energy was drained like yours and I have adrenal fatigue too and missing thyroid glands. And so I really fight 
energy. And so, of course, energy can hit us mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. And I was feeling all of that, and probably you are too. So if life has smacked you up the, upside the head with one of life's many two-by-fours, and I'm sitting here telling you to fight, and you're going, wait a minute, I'm exhausted. I have been fighting. I want to give you a couple of thoughts. First of all, one of the reasons you might be so exhausted is that you're fighting the wrong battle. That's what I discovered with my daughter, Jamie, is that I was really trying to fight her battle. I was trying to figure out all these different things that I could say to her, that magic word, you know, that magic phrase, scripture, quote, that thing, you know, that moment, I was just going to say the right thing and everything would turn around for her. I was trying to guilt trip her into it. I was trying to advise her into it. I was trying to force her into it. I was trying to, trying to, trying to, you get the point. <laughs> Nothing was helping. I was exhausting myself. And I wasn't helping her and I wasn't helping anybody else. That might be you. It might be whatever it is that you are fighting so hard, it might not be your battle. And I really believe when we're fighting somebody else's battle and we're trying to jump onto their journey, you know, I, I recognize that, that our journeys are intertwined, but when we're trying to really make things happen for somebody else, that's far different than standing with them or being an influence or a role model. If you are trying to fight somebody else's battle for them, it's a losing proposition and you are going to exhaust yourself. Another reason you might be battle weary, another reason, and, and these are pretty much tied together, but you might, be, you might be thinking that you're weary more emotionally or mentally, even spiritually. And let me tell you what, sometimes it has to do with giving up hope. You've given up hope that things can be different in your life. You've given up hope that they can be different in somebody else's life. You've given up hope of being happy again, of having energy again, of living in peace. You've given up hope of not feeling guilty, of not being covered in shame. You've given up hope in general. That's another thing that can exhaust the heck out of you. Your life might not depend on you standing up and fighting. You might be listening to this right now and thinking, dang, I'm not, you know, my life's not that low. Okay, your very life may not depend on you standing up and fighting, but there's a big difference between existing or coasting or getting too comfortable and stretching yourself and really living. Big differences. I'm here to tell you, and I can say this as a woman who has been through a lot, a massive betrayal by a friend we found out who stole our savings just two months before my daughter was murdered. And then her murder wasn't caught for almost three years. And we've got to deal with this upcoming murder trial. And prior to that was 15 years of my daughter's addiction of her just crashing. And then all the other regular stuff that happens to people losing loved ones and, and all of the other things and some financial stress and lots of things, health issues. I can tell you, coming from a person who's gone through a lot, I can tell you without reservation that life is still worth living and it's still worth fighting for. If you start fighting 
in the right direction and start fighting for the right things, you will get your energy back. You might even get more energy than you've ever had in your life. When you start living with hope again. I was a person who was happy and hopeful. I developed that in my 20s. I learned it. I taught it to my children. And then all hell broke loose and I forgot about it. I lost it. You know, our mindset is habit. That's why I started these 21-day mindset resets. You should check it out at stillstandingmindset.com because it's really all about our thinking. And I gave up on that. I let it go. So instead of waking up every morning happy and hopeful like I typically would, I would wake up, and it seemed like for about 42 seconds, I would wake up and feel that way. And then it would hit me. That thought would come to my brain, the wrong thought that would say, oh, yeah, this is my life. And I'd be right back down into that dark place immediately. I didn't remind myself that there was hope, that things can turn around, that things can change, that even if something goes completely wrong, that there can be something beautiful on the other side. I didn't give myself any of those messages. I reminded myself that I was a victim and how hard my life was. That was the mindset that I had created for myself. I had gone from being a person who had a good attitude and hopeful and all that to being the kind of person that would remind herself that life was terrible. I start to think about what would have happened in my life. What would have happened for Sean? What would have happened for all the people around me? What would have even happened for you? Because I wouldn't be here talking to you and encouraging you if I had not made that decision to fight for my own life. And again, I started to, to fight initially for my son, and now I fight for myself, but now I also fight for you, for people that I haven't even met yet. What would happen if I hadn't have just found that tiny, tiny, tiny bit of hope I had left and that shred of confidence and made that decision and then kept getting back up every time I was knocked down, and there's been so many times. And then I think about all of the people that I have inspired, the stories that I hear, the women who have connected with me and a few men who have connected with me. And if, you know, my message has helped to turn their life around. But when I think about the courage it has taken some of these people and some of the things they have gone through that are even bigger than my story, not that I like to compare. I do not like to compare beasts at all. But even with the story that I have, I have met people that I say, wow, look what she's been through. And then I'm watching them walking through this. I'm watching them stand up and fight and then hearing the stories and knowing the people that they're impacting. What would have happened if they didn't make that decision to fight and to keep fighting and to make another decision when they find themselves back on that mat again? Women who've had all of their kids in addiction and lost children and husbands surrounded in their lives by chaos and drama and trauma and sadness. I mean, from childhood on, people with unresolved childhood issues, people who are giving up, losing hope. I wish I had time to tell you the stories at some point, you are going to hear 
all the stories or as many stories as we can put together because it's so important for you to hear the stories of other people and to think, wow, it's not just about me, you guys. It is about other people hearing my message and then taking off. And that's what it's about for you too. When you make that decision to fight for whatever it is, can be something that you might consider small or something huge. You might be at a very low point. You might be at a point where you just want to climb a little bit higher. Whatever it is, somebody, at least one somebody, but I'm going to say there are probably a lot more people than just one. They need you. They need you to stand up and prove that it's possible. Because if one person can do it, that means anybody can do it. Make the decision. I want you to fight as if your life depends on it. Because guess what? It does. And if you're having a hard time, then you fight as if somebody else's life depends on it. Because that does too. My friend, time's flying by. There's no more time for you to waste down on that mat. Don't let another day go by without you making that decision to stand up and fight. I hope that I can be a part of your journey and I can hear your story one day. Stay connected with me. Go to ValerieSilvera.com and make sure you're on my email list. And I hope to see you in a 21-day in a mindset reset so you can get that still standing mindset and really begin to change your life because your story matters. So live it courageously. Courageously.